trying to make it right These people won't let me go I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it right These people won't let me go Let me grow, let me go Let me grow, let me go They should know, they should know They should know, they should know I'm just trying to live my life I just need space to grow I'm just trying to make it right These people won't let me go Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Brie. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Brie podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, it's just me, because we've been on hiatus since... October, maybe late September, October. Um, so I just wanted to pop on and and give some give some updates. So hi, I have missed this space. I have missed you. I have missed conversations with guests. Um, and yeah, I just have things to catch you up on. And first things first, I think I'm going to start doing a once a month mini catch-up episode just giving updates on me and my life and trying to connect more with with all of you with just you with those who listen um this show has been out since december of 2019 and it still fascinates me that people listen and come on and really enjoy the show and that's not me trying to be humble that's just me just honestly shocked with the space and community we've been able to create here together at the Tea with Brie. It's not just me. It's not just my guests. It's those of you who listen and share and connect. And so I'm just really grateful for that and for the space we've we've created together. Um, so I think I'm going to try to start sharing a little bit more personal things. I, I have been always been a person to play very close to the chest when it comes to personal stuff that's been happening. Um, and yeah, I think I kind of want to get out of that this year. I just turned 33, so I feel like 33 is one of my favorite numbers. There's been a lot of growth in the last six, seven months in my life. And I, yeah, I think I just want to share a little bit more. So I'm going to start doing, I think, some some episodes, some once a month episodes. I'm trying to think of a fun name for it to stay on this like tea <laughs> vibe. Um, we had small cups of tea, which were many episodes about surviving and thriving through the pandemic and also um, about politics. Then we had the kettle is hot talking about social justice issues that were happening in the news. So now I'm trying to think of a, of something for, for the mini episodes for my Monday episodes, maybe it's just literally like afternoon tea or high tea or I don't know I'll think of something fun and get back to you once <laughs> once I decide I have a I have a month there might be a poll on the Instagram which is the tea with Brie on Instagram or Brianna drink in my personal Instagram we'll see where we go we'll see what happens from that um but yeah so I just wanted to to give some updates um first things first I moved to Connecticut in October, end of October of 2022. 
Um, I accepted a position at a private university in Connecticut. And during that time, it felt right. It had gotten really hard to live in Texas. As a lot of you know, politically, Texas is just really hard in general. Um, Politically, we're one of, well, sorry, um, statistically, we're one of the most diverse states in the country, but our representation doesn't look like us. So we have a lot of older, white, conservative, crotchety men who think they know what's best for marginalized folks, people of color, queer people, people with disabilities, um, immigrants, you name it. These people think they know what's best. And so it got really hard as a person who does advocacy work and activism to be in a state, in a red state that is sort of in this purple wave, thanks to Beto's run, I think. And, you know, even the work that Stacey Abrams was doing in Georgia, and we, you know, saw this in the presidential election in 2020, like this, this sort of vibe of the last couple of years of, of not being so red, but still being very red. And so for me, it just got very hard to live here. Um, and then just personally, um, a lot of my family is still back on the East Coast. And so to be closer to my godparents, who are basically my parents, my adoptive parents, um, and their four children, who I'm an only child, but I was basically raised like their fifth kid. Um, and my younger sister, for sake of story, she has four boys who I'm very close with. And so it just felt like the right move for me at the time I had lived here for lived in Austin for six and a half years, um, got this job that was, you know, a really great opportunity. I was able to do um, major gift fundraising. So that was gifts between 100,000 and 2.5 million, which these gifts would come in over a five-year time span. I was in charge of 130 prospects or families, if you will, um, primarily um, current parents and alumni. I got to travel. I was in charge of parts of New York City, I was in charge of Houston, Austin, and I was also in charge of the Pacific Northwest. So that was Washington State and Seattle. And so I was able to move home and still be able to travel and fundraise, which is really important to me. Um, I put my consulting business, Brianna Jenkins Consulting, on pause for this full-time job. And I was just in such a period of flux that I decided to let the tea with Bree sort of go on sabbatical and, and rest as I was trying to figure out what was next for me. Um, I had also moved home because my my father, who I've mentioned on the show before, he and I have a very strained relationship. And, you know, he was going through a lot of personal matters. And he had asked if I wanted to live in my childhood home because he was moving and retiring. And it, it was just a lot of things were happening. Um, so, you know, moving home to, to Connecticut to live in my childhood home wasn't the main reason why I moved home, which a lot of people in my personal life have asked me. Um, but it was definitely um, a, a piece of it. I think, you know, my dad and I have had a really strained relationship since I was 18. I'm now 33. Um, my mom passed in 2006 when I was 15 turning 16. And so it's just been a very hard journey forward for me and my father. Um, so long story short, I had gotten a job, wanted to be close to the family, potentially moving into my childhood home. So I made I made the call. I drove back to Connecticut. Um, once again, doing that road trip from Austin to Nashville, staying with friends, Nashville to right outside Philly and New Jersey with my friends Meg and Noah, who have both been on the show, um, and then um, up to Connecticut. 
Um, and I, I really did like my job. Um, it was what I imagined it to be, but I never thought that I would feel so lost moving back to where I grew up. I lived in Connecticut till I was 26 and then moving to Austin was my first big move ever. And so, like I said, I was here for six and a half years and it was interesting to think that after 26 years of growing up there, living in Austin for six and a half, that whole, that idea of like, you can't go home again, really kind of set in for me. A lot of my friends who I'm still very close with who live in Connecticut are either married or in long-term relationships or, or, and, or they have children. And so it was just really hard for our schedules to align in that way. And no one's fault, just life is busy. Um, but then also making new friends in Connecticut was hard for me. Um, again, very outgoing person, but I feel like at that point, all I have was work. Um, I was lucky enough that one of my best friends, Carrie, was letting me stay with her while I looked for an apartment. Finding an apartment was a nightmare. Then winter came around and I got very depressed. Um, I have seasonal affective disorder. Um, and so having to deal with winter was really hard. And I was also traveling for work, so I had never felt settled which if you're into astrology as a person with, if you have a Taurus placement anywhere um, or any earth sign, you know, feeling grounded, feeling settled, feeling like you have structure is very important, especially for me. Um, and I just, I just couldn't feel settled. I just never felt settled. And so, you know, I came to Austin a couple times for work, came in January, I was only here for like two, two days. It was a really quick work trip. Um, came back in March to throw help throw my friend Caitlin's baby shower um, and was here for a very long, for about four or five days. And, you know, then went to Houston, drove to Houston, which if you've ever driven in Houston, it is mm, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and on that drive from Austin to Houston, I was just so sad. I was so sad to leave Austin. Um, and then leaving Houston, I cried in the Houston airport. And Again, not the biggest fan of Houston. No shade to Houston. It's just they're not my favorite city. Um, but for me to cry in the airport was like, okay, something's really happening here. Um, and so, you know, my birthday rolled around in March. And every year on my birthday, I just really sit and reflect and say, who do I want to be this year moving forward? And I wanted to be happy. I just was not happy. And so made the decision to move back. And that included, you know, asking my job if they would keep me on remotely like the second week of March they didn't tell me until May 1 that they weren't going to do that so you know still currently interviewing for roles um but you know I came back in April found an apartment got all that stuff figured out and then I just drove back at the beginning of June with my friend Yumi who has also been on the podcast shout out to Yumi um with no AC in my car because it's not gotten fixed yet I went out about three weeks before I left um and it's currently in the hundreds here in Texas. So I don't really leave the house because it's too hot to drive in a car with no AC. Um, but it has felt really good being back in Austin, being back with community. Um, and, you know, having gotten so close to my godparents and their kids again, was really, it was really hard to leave that part of my family. Um, but we still talk almost every day. I love them very much. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I have to make myself happy and so yeah that's kind of kind of the updates for me on that end um uh, I don't know if my dad listens to the show but 
if I'm being honest, I'm just kind of feeling fooled again by the relationship with my father. Um, he had moved, he retired, he moved, um, and then he decided to move back to Connecticut and he didn't tell me himself. My grandmother, his mother told him, told me, I'm sorry. And I was hurt and angry that, you know, for the first time of me living home in six years, he didn't really reach out. He didn't really try. I told him I needed him to try talking to my therapist. I have really unpacked that I don't trust my dad. It's not a relationship I trust. And I know that I need to have this conversation with him. But right every time he calls, it's just emotionally draining for me. And I don't even know how that conversation would go if I told him that. And while I'm a big believer in that, like how someone reacts to you telling them that they hurt you is not your concern. I just don't want to feel manipulated after telling him this. And so I'm really trying to work through that. And I'm talking to my therapist who I see every other week now. Shout out to Brittany. Uh, She really is the freaking best. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't know, the older I get and really believing in like you get to create your family family isn't just blood and you know especially with my godparents being like my parents and you know the family I've been able to create both in Austin and around you know my friends live in different states and you know just really getting to build the people who who I trust and who lift me up it's really hard to allow someone who has hurt me time and time again into that space into my life um my god sister Aaliyah said you know you don't owe him anything and your mom would not want you to keep doing this to yourself and that was the really big wake-up call I needed because I think you know my inner child for so long is like my mom would want us to work it out and be okay but I can't be the only one wanting to make this relationship work and so that's kind of where I am with with my dad and you know some of my cousins and I have talked about starting a podcast um, cause we've, we have a group chat where we unpack all of our childhood trauma as black women raised in, raised by black parents who either have their own trauma or who've never gone to therapy or who just believe you can pray everything away, which if you, I was raised very religious. I believe in a higher power and praying, but you also have to do the work. You can't just pray about it in my, in my belief and understanding. And so we've been talking about that or, you know, at least having them on my show to talk about that because it's just something that's really affected all of us. And as I move forward in my life and consider partnership or getting married, and maybe having children it's just something I'm always want to I just want to never cause my childhood my child trauma my hypothetical future children trauma um so I think I'm just always trying to do that work so yeah um speaking of partnership I am very single um moving back is just really um well, it forced me to focus on other things like getting settled finding a new job um but in 2019 my friend Corinne uh, dared me to say yes to every date I was asked on. And so I decided to do that again. I think I said just for June, but I think I'm going to do it for the whole summer. Um, three women or queer people have asked me out. Um, we have not set a date. We have not um, followed up. But I mean, they asked me, so I'm waiting for them to circle back. So we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll keep you all posted on my monthly updates. Um, but you know, my therapist and I were talking about, you know, how 
as a person who lost her parent really young and parentifies a lot of her life and situations and leans into perfection and expectations that I need to just start trying to date again. Like I'm a big believer in my own life that I have such good, healthy, supportive, platonic relationships and friends who challenge me and support me and want to watch me grow that I never feel like I'm missing out on partnership. My therapist asked if that's just because I don't trust partners and that we think comes from my mom dying when I was 15, turning 16, and my dad getting right into a relationship after my mom died and emotionally abandoning me, um, that I just don't trust people to love me romantically. Um, and so we're we're trying to work through that. And so by doing this year, the summer of yes to, to dating, I, I'm just trying to get out of my comfort zone when it comes to dating. Um, so this, that being said, um, if you, I also within reason can still say no, because this is me, my body and my life. Um, but within reason, I will say yes to, to all dates. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what comes of this. I don't have any real expectations. I think for me, I'm always like, not to be all into astrology, but I, my Venus is in Aquarius. So I need a friendship basis before I can be romantic with anybody long-term and not to like, we're sex positive here. Like I can sleep around. I'm a, I'm a grown up. Safe sex practices, everybody, but that, uh, that I'm okay with. Um, but trusting someone romantically is really hard. And so I'm just trying to open myself up to that and, and be okay with it. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then I think the last big thing I wanted to to talk about is um, trigger warning if you have an eating disorder or disordered eating or anything around that. But I relapsed really badly into my eating disorder, and it's still something that I'm dealing with now. Um, and if you've listened for a while, you know this, but um, my eating disorder started when I was 12. Um, I just would starve myself. I and it's interesting unpacking with my therapist right now. Like I have never been told I am unattractive. I have never been told that I am fat, which is not a bad word, but in my head it is um, because of societal pressures growing up in the time that I did. Like this was the early 2000s. So it was like the heroin chic era was ending, but like everybody on TV was thin and white and had long hair and we're wearing low rise jeans and all these provocative things. And I was, you know, a black girl with about shorter shoulder length hair with large boobs, very hippie um, and a non-flat stomach. And so I was like, well, I can't be white and I can't make my hair grow very long right now, but I can be thin. And so it was just the the pressure in life to be thin and even now, you know, this is also about Calvin, which I've talked about Calvin a lot on this podcast, and I'm convinced he's heard me drag him time and time again. But um, yeah, growing up, you know, I had a crush on this boy who knew I had a crush on him and he dated all my friends who were like these thin white girls when he knew I liked him and it was just upsetting. And so in my head, I've never been a person who like people want or are interested in and even 
now like I'll look at pictures of myself like oh I am attractive and it's like even having to say that reminder to myself is a really important thing for me so my therapist and I have been talking about this and you know trying to learn to love and accept my body and you know I know my eating disorder is triggered by control so when I feel you know, unsettled or I feel anxious or I feel like, you know, life is just too busy right now. My my response is to not eat and to focus on other things. So yeah, we're working through it. I see my therapist again, I see my therapist every other week. Um I've let friends know. I am really trying to lean into letting my friends help me this year. And so, yeah, just being very honest and vulnerable with them and not trying to lean in this, to this nonsense of perfection is really an interesting journey right now. So that's that's that part of my life. And yeah, so I think that's all like the personal updates I have right now. Um, the podcast will be back to Thursday episodes. The following two episodes were recorded in... September, October of 2022. So it'll be with my friend JP and my friend Cody the next two episodes. So some of that stuff may be out of date and I might have to have them back for an update episode. (laughs) Um, But yeah, as always, if you want to come on the show, feel free to shoot me an email. All the stuff, all the ways to contact me are in the show notes. Um, And yeah, I just really missed the space in all of you. And we're here's to to trying to be better than we were yesterday that is gonna do it for this week as you know i end every episode with a question i'm going to change it for these mini episodes and make it what is the best advice i have gotten this week or what's a piece of advice i would give to someone who is struggling i just got off of a panel that i did with the board i sit on random acts which i'll also drop in the show notes um and we just did a panel about queer allyship and how to show up for ourselves in difficult times. And I said on the panel that you are not too much and you are also more than enough. And it's always interesting. The advice that you'll give is also exactly what you need to hear. So yeah, that's it for this week's episode of the tea with Bree. Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at the tea with Bree. Send me an email at the tea with Bree at gmail.com or visit the website, the tea with Bree podcast.com. You can find me, your host, Brianna Jenkins, on Instagram at Brianna Jenkins. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will catch you next time. Bye.